0: Big Ten Plus Four is a member of Odd Pods Media and ASAP All Sports All Plays Network. Hello. Good morning and welcome to Big Ten Plus 4. We bring you college sports with a Midwest perspective. We are blue collar and blue blood. That young gentleman on the other side of the screen, Tony Hollinsworth, joining uh, me, Sam Sprunger, uh, to talk some Big Ten sports. Tony, how are we?
1: I'm doing great. It's Friday, the weekend. Oh, can't wait for it. Be able to catch up on sleep. It will be fantastic
0: you know they did a study that you actually don't ever catch up on sleep you know that right that's that's a fallacy
1: look sir you can leave me (laughs) and my sleep apnea happiness by myself
0: i I didn't say you can't always try to sleep as much as possible you just technically never catch up on i know i know i try though. it's a losing battle my sleep apnea (laughs) says
1: (laughs) no sir yeah yeah uh
0: our our other co-host dalton shetler uh out uh he he is during basketball season uh the tail end of football season and and during basketball season is a pretty pretty busy guy so asking him for two days uh is is an awful lot so uh we're, we're lucky enough to have him one day a week and then as much as possible so we do have his he does have an appearance today tony yes he does that's always a fun thing right it is. I'm I'm still wondering how Dalton gets lucky enough to get this
1: whole like one day work week like <laughs> I, like I'm okay with two. I'm just wondering how you get to the one day work
0: week. Well, yeah, it's who you know. Ah, it's all about <laughs> them connections. It's who, it's who you know. So, hey, it's 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 kind of a, a a one of those uh slow weeks when it comes to the events that are actually taking place uh in in the world of of college sports uh we're, we're getting basketball games we're uh the football bowl schedule is is played out or is is set mm-hmm. uh we all know where everybody's going your your team of rooting interest uh, if they're bowling they they know where they're headed yep. uh the, the the cfp playoffs <sighs> Those semifinal games, those are going to be a bear to break down because honestly, I've looked at them a couple of times just kind of to preliminarily kind of wrap my head around things. And and it it doesn't, it's a lot to take in. All four of those teams, I, without getting into depth, I could see them winning one or two games. Honestly, that's not me just going, oh, to make it seem like that big. Honestly, I could see either any, any of these teams winning the title.
1: Really? The the only one to me I didn't I
0: say all of them were likely in my okay. head, I just said I could see, see it. it.
1: <laughs> the only one I really I can't see is, is honestly TCU. And and it's really no shot at them, it's just quarterback-wise, I think Max Duggan. Oh yeah, Max Duggan could do it, no problem. It's the rest of the team that will hurt him is the problem. I just
0: I just keep seeing them keeping on just winning you know in those high pressure situations that at least battle tests them enough that that's not going to scare them necessarily into a loss they're not going to lose a game because they have to perform in a clutch situation Mm -hmm. necessarily right and again that's why i could see them keeping games close and then pulling it out at the end because of that
1: see that's my thing is i i worry about them being able to keep it close offensively again they're fine because they have max defensively is where i'm like a little Mm -hmm. bit of a question mark and especially in it and really for them i think this is where and again, I'll try not to get too in-depth into it, It, it's where I feel like they're kind of at a mismatch. If you face Michigan, you have to face a run game. If you do Ohio State, you have a passing attack. If you have Georgia, you have to worry about an offense and a defense. So it's like, eh, that's why to me, out of those four, to me, TCU is the weakest.
0: I wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't disagree at all. (laughs) Uh, uh, And that's kind of what I'm getting at is is I'm not disagreeing that TCU isn't necessarily probably number 4 on my list of power mm-hmm. rankings but yeah. uh they I could see a scenario that would play out to where you know pretty much any of these four teams could put together a two game streak of just dominating enough to win the title but, and,
1: and um, that's the best part though because it's college football and at the end of the day TCU sure. could. they could yeah. go on they could beat michigan then they could beat whoever wins out of georgia and ohio state and we could be sitting here saying wow tcu are national champions
0: horn frogs baby good thing we didn't uh, drop them out for alabama
1: although did you <laughs> know fun fact for everybody that's listening
0: they squirt blood out their eyeballs
1: <clears throat> well yes um <laughs> but the the quote, whole horn frog that they're trying to say that it's based off of is actually the horny toad from I think it's Brazil. Oh, and like it, the it, the
0: mascot looking portion of the yeah, of the, okay.
1: I think the actual toad, like the actual horny toad or whatever that they're trying to copy out of Texas doesn't look like that at all it actually looks like the hypno toad from futurama now i don't know if you've ever seen in the games they have hypno toad and i'm like okay i could kind of become a tcu fan just because i'd want to be able to have hypno (laughs) toad
0: oh that's funny (laughs) but yeah so i mean it's all relative i mean it all gets gets played on the field so i mean it's one of those that we can sit here and talk and talk and talk and all of us we may be right at some point we may be wrong every other point you know or whatever but you know honestly uh uh, like you said that's why they they play there on the field and college football is so great and this is such a just a screwy weird season Mm -hmm. that uh you know you could honestly see pretty i mean think about this tony we are literally a two-point conversion away from Alabama playing in this semi-final game. Mm-hmm. And you semifinal. know,
1: and you know who took care of that? The LSU. LSU, yes. LSU, LSU you know,
0: my point is, is, is literally if he's a foot this way, you know, on mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, uh, further back downfield, he, he doesn't make it in. Like he didn't make it in by a ton. Like literally that much ke- makes it a one point Bama win. And they're, and, and honestly you know what kind of surprised me too with
1: and I, I don't want to make it a full lSU or SEC show by no means the fact no. that that to get to that point Jaden Daniels did a, a quarterback run and runs it into the end zone untouched mm-hmm. and i'm like wait like i ne- i just didn't expect it cuz i didn't really see a lot of jaden daniels you know cuz i i don't get to see a lot of whole you know i don't know about you i don't get to see a whole lot of arizona state games so it's like yeah. i didn't really have anything to go off of cuz yeah. i don't get to see that a lot and the fact that he he he's able to run and it's like i'm watching him run in slow motion cuz he's not one of those speedsters but he can run and i'm like how are you guys missing him but yeah i mean And I know we talked about it last week, about whether or not we felt that Alabama deserves it or not. And, you know, like you said, we could talk about that for hours. But, yeah, just the fact that, like you said, this much. And, honestly, at one point when I was watching it, I go, I don't know if they'll count that. Because, I mean, (laughs) let's be honest, they give Alabama a lot of ridiculously bad calls. that they're (laughs) like, well, the player's foot was out of bounds, but uh, Alabama touchdown. Like, yeah. What? So
0: the this segue this is a, a a good segue believe it or not Tony to the next portion of this first quarter that I wanted to talk about is uh you, we were talking about LSU and Alabama. LSU's bowl opponent is the Purdue Boilermakers. They just uh just lost their head coach. They lost in the in the Big Ten championship game to Michigan, mm-hmm. much like we thought it would play out, but mm-hmm. maybe just a little bit further in score than we thought it would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the Boilermakers lose in the Big Ten championship game. And then the next day, maybe the day after, it might have been Monday when they officially uh, uh, started making it one of those that they're in negotiations or whatever but I did yep. hear something about it Sunday that it could be happening uh, mm-hmm. relatively quickly but Jeff Brom goes to Louisville yep Louisville, Louisville Louisville Kentucky that 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 city just on the south part of the Ohio River on the Indiana uh, Kentucky border Louisville uh, the Cardinals so he he played he played at Louisville so I mean mm-hmm. it's one of those that uh, I uh, I saw a question posed about uh, and they were they were talking about the football program and uh, is Purdue a destination or a stepping stone? And here's honestly, I don't know, because Purdue's never been really established enough to where their coach could develop and go higher. Because you think about it uh, in my lifetime and I'm 43 years old that I can remember. It's Jim Coletto. didn't pan out very well then joe tiller mm-hmm. and there's your high water mark for purdue football right there okay yeah. and that's not a bad high water mark at all right don't get me wrong yeah uh but then you go to danny hope who no daryl hazel no jeff Brom, and jeff Brom did a very very good job Mm-hmm. Uh, but I honestly don't know that I see Louisville as being a step up. It's more of a, a lateral move. Lateral. And if it wasn't going home, I don't know that Jeff Brown leaves. Yeah, I I agree. And, and to me, that's kind
1: of how I feel with really – louisville and purdue both like they're they lateral moves and i say that because you look at the conferences that they're in like, Well,
0: if if it's a
1: max school
0: coach it could be considered a step up both of those yes. would be considered a step up 100%. but at the power five kind of where they've been historically and kind of where they're at now that's not a move up in my thought well to me like like you
1: said if, it, if you're coming from a group five to them yes it, it's definitely a step up right. but even then I I consider it really for me for a a group five to to a power five, I almost consider it like a half step. And I say that because you look at where you're going into. Like if you go to Purdue as the head coach – you know who you know, even so, so, let's say hypothetically, we get rid of the divisions, right? Who do you, who are your big boys that you're going to have to contend with that you already know are going to be locked in as potential, you know, conference favorites? Mm-hmm. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, maybe Michigan State, you know, maybe Maryland, you know, uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, one of them for Louisville. I mean, you look at it, who, who's the big dog favorite throughout the ACC? Clemson and it's
0: but then you, you have know, florida state miami who all yeah. have historically been great uh, franchises great great schools in the past won national titles mm-hmm. uh wake forest hasn't been horrible recently uh you uh, carolina has been pretty decent. north carolina state's been okay yeah Heck, uh in uh, the past Pitt won the pit won the championship last year with Kenny so the, pickett there uh, but but at no point are you saying and and don't 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 misconstrue this. Louisville's been good in the ACC, yeah. mm-hmm. but about as regular as Purdue's good in the Big Ten, right? And that and that's why I say that.
1: It, to me, it, it's hard because when you when you look at schools like that, when you look at the Clemson's, the Ohio States, the Michigan, that's a tough test to climb. And I'm not saying I expect you to you know be competing for the for like your conference championship because that that's a lot to yeah. ask in your short tenure. And to at least be competitive. So I think you can be competitive, but I also Mm -hmm. think you are slightly handicapped because I mean, you think about the schools that are also close to, you know, Louisville and close to Purdue, like if you like if you're from Indiana, and you want to go to a top football program. You're probably going to go to Notre Dame. You might even go up north to one of the missions Michigan schools. You might right. go east to Ohio. You go
0: to Ohio State, yeah.
1: Like, and same with Kentucky. You know, you might you might go to one of those other places. You might go south to Tennessee. Tennessee, mm-hmm. like. It, so to me, it it is hard to be able to have the success that they've had. Now, like you said, Louisville's been good. They were able to have Lamar Jackson for a couple mm-hmm. years at that point and do wonders. I mean, you look at Purdue this year. They went to the conference championship at least. So. I don't think it's bad, but I do think for some of these coaches, it's, it's a tough move. And, well, and, and are some of these schools willing oops, sorry. to, sorry,
0: no, that's and, right, are some of ahead.
1: These, and are some of these schools willing to honestly kind of wait it out? Cause I mean, it's, it takes a lot to be able to not only build your program, but to be able to get players where you want to get them. And can you, can you potentially get some hidden gems? And now with the transfer portal, you know, it is a good thing, but some of these kids might be like, yeah, maybe I can go somewhere else and I can be better. Maybe I can go farther. You know, who knows?
0: I, uh, here's, here's w- w- the reason why I consider it being uh, kind of a, 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 definitely a lateral move, especially yeah. from Purdue to Louisville or Louisville. And, and I think that it's, it's basically like I, I said at the beginning of this whole thing or of our, our talk about this, uh if it's, a program that's not Louisville, but is still the same sort of move. Like I consider this move, uh, I don't think Jeff Brom is making that move. Uh, if Syracuse yeah. was looking and asked, no, the, he's yeah. not leaving to go to Syracuse. No. Uh, but, but, but it, look at what Purdue has been. They they were not good when Jeff Brom showed up. Yep. They've been better. And they've gotten good, but he hasn't been in contention for titles, no, up until this year. This was his first attempt at a, at a Big Ten championship, and he's he was he was here for a while. Mm-hmm. So, and that's not me at all. Saying I did not appreciate what Jeff Brom did at Purdue, not at all. I liked him a lot. I mm-hmm. liked that he was able to say no to Louisville the first time that they they came yeah. knocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 because he wanted to do something and he did some stuff but he he's not that oh my gosh he's that can't miss and louisville had to pry him yes because and 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 or outbid other schools now Mm -hmm. that that's not to say jeff brown wouldn't have given him them maybe a discount because that's where home is for his college days and things like that but my point is is that, it, that tells me it was weighing a lot. Louisville isn't the dumpster fire that that some programs are. So therefore, they're not as horrible as as a team in dire strait. I don't know that they were going to get rid of their coach had he not left for Cincinnati. Uh, there was reports that he
1: was maybe potentially on the hot seat. But mm-hmm. it, it wasn't anything like you know, oh hey, you lose another game, you get fired. But I mean, to be fair, we we didn't think Paul Christ was on the hot seat either. Well, I mean, for sure. And and, <laughs> and, and
0: and it's all a moot point because he did leave and Jeff Braum, and Brahm left for Louisville. But I I guess my yeah. biggest thing is is uh, I, I don't damn him for, for wanting to go home and, mm-hmm. and if that's one of the reasons. Um I would hate to think that he would he and I haven't seen anything that would say anything different. Uh, that he would say that he had accomplished all that he could accomplish at Purdue, because I think that is uh, negotiable because Purdue has been and can go to the Rose Bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, if if they're not playing for a CFP, a Rose Bowl uh, appearance would be a, a, a gleaming success uh, mm-hmm. for a team like Purdue. Yeah. And I mean, plus, like I said, you know, you got to think how, how hard do you,
1: how difficult do you think it would be to replace somebody like Aiden O'Connell? Cause you know, he he's done, Mm -hmm. you know, Charlie Jones is potentially done. So it's, you know, that's hard talent to replace. And especially when, again, you're already competing in a tough division, Mm -hmm. like you're competing. Now keep in mind, the West is open. But Mm -hmm. you're still going to have to deal with Wisconsin. You still have to deal with Iowa. Well, and your schedule
0: next year has uh, Ohio Ohio State, State. Michigan State on on it. So, and I mean, it's got harder just with the scheduling itself.
1: And you look at Iowa. Iowa's just decided we're going to retool our entire offense. Like they got you know Cade McNamara. Uh, They got the tight end for one of the tight ends
0: for Michigan too, I believe. At as of the time that we've recorded, Graham Mertz is not. committed anywhere correct because we haven't talked about that at all Is Grant no, Mertz? he he, he, he just he yeah
1: he announced that he's entering the portal uh dj
0: right. Uyungale. now dj is been- there but well the reason why i bring up mertz is that wouldn't be and i guess it depends on the coach and i have seen jim leonard's name being flashed for purdue as a potential candidate i'm not saying that he's a front runner i i have my own thoughts on that that actually i'm going to talk about on the on the tail end uh but i've seen his name Uh, graham mertz wouldn't be a horrible one he uh, to to go into the purdue system i mean granted the purdue system is no longer the one i'm used to uh (laughs) necessarily because we don't know who's coming in and uh but like some of these players and and that and that's why i think purdue will act relatively quickly i think before uh before we hit the uh the jolly old man coming down the chimneys uh, Purdue will either have a coach or at least have uh, down to their last two or whatever. I would, I would think uh, being uh, what 16 days out, we would, they would have a coach by then.
1: Yeah, I I would think so. Or or they'll at least have an interim coach and then they'll figure it out during the, the technically the off season.
0: I was going to say, that's the biggest question right now Is you know who who's Purdue going to have coach them in their bowl game, and we mentioned that the who, who they're playing, uh, but uh, you know what? Let's go to the second quarter and talk about the whole conference and their bowl Sweet. games. All right, little long on that first quarter, but better than what I thought. I, I honestly, I have a goal time. We normally blow that goal time away by about twice as long as what it should have been yeah, like uh, we're, not o- we're not too much we're not too much over this time so uh we, we i wanted to talk about just like the the big 10 sent 10 or is sending 10 teams to bowl games that to me <clears throat> excuse me uh i know dalton talked about it last week uh, in his headlines that there are so many stinking bowl games that basically you get to six wins and yay, you got, you got bull eligible. Whereas actually this year, there's going to be some five and seven teams. Uh, Next year, there very well could be more five and 17. You know, there's just so many bull games out there that they can't fill them unless they take teams that have only won five games. But I do not believe any of our big 10 teams are five and seven no in their in their bowl games though. Nope.
1: the uh, lowest one is Wisconsin they're 6 and 6 yeah. playing
0: Oklahoma State at the guaranteed rate bowl Chase Field Phoenix Arizona. Yes. Yes. And the we were also talking Dalton talked about like he hates the like in a random you know, before the 15th of December type, you know, Tuesday after or evening, there's a random two teams that you've hardly ever heard of, uh, playing football games. We're looking at the big 10 schedule in their bowl games. They don't, the first bowl game for a big 10 team is that Wisconsin, Oklahoma state game on December 27th, not until after Christmas. Yeah. So I guess it depends on which matchups they get or which bowl games they were to get a, a bid with that would determine kind of, you know, what date they play. But it's always been my impression the later in bowl season you play, the better season you had. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, and that's not and... to say that we didn't have some team struggle mm-hmm. in the Big Ten, but at least that says they had a pretty decent season
1: yeah and i mean honestly that is true because you look at with the exception of obviously the 31st when the playoffs actually start right. with michigan and ohio state january 2nd illinois plays mississippi state at the relia quest bowl at uh raymond james stadium in tampa lsu plays purdue at the yeah, Jesus just Citrus down, Bowl, just down i-10 and then uh <laughs> Probably the I best matchup you have: Penn State versus Utah at in the And the Rose bowl. granddaddy of them all,
0: the Rose bowl.
1: So, I mean, it. I I do agree, <laughs> and I know we didn't really get to to mention this much because of because of time before. Um, I know they had mentioned that they potentially wanted to move bowl games to the beginning of the season because, obviously, as we know, as college fans, and sometimes they they have to notice it a little bit you lose a lot of star power. A lot of these guys are like either they're declaring declaring for the draft or they're like, you know what? I'm going to sit out because I'm, I'm either preparing for next year or I'm getting ready for the draft. And I know I had pitched it to you and Dalton, what if they do some of these like during the season, like during some of these big matchups, like just make it a random bowl. Like they already kind of, because I watched like the championship games and how it's like all sponsored by Dr. Pepper. Like you hear Dr. Pepper, like constantly they could do the exact same thing for a lot of these home, like these home games. They could even, and and I know you had mentioned keeping them at home. Don't even do it at a neutral site. Keep them at the home stadiums because you can make so much more money. I mean, think about it. Look at, you know, let's say Michigan versus Michigan state you could, uh, what is it, Rocket Mortgage. You could have a Rocket Mortgage Bowl. Boom, that gets you big money right there. It's already in Michigan. It's a big matchup, and you and you can be flexible with it too. And it keeps, it keeps your good quality players. People are going to be tuned into it. People are going to watch it. And you don't have to, oh, I get it. They're like, oh, well, people are going to watch football because it's on there. They're going to do like how they normally do college football if my team is playing, I'm going to watch. If not, I don't care. I don't care that, you know, this team and this team is playing in the Charmin toilet paper bowl. Like they, they'd probably never do that, but for obvious reasons, but still like that, no, nobody's going to watch that. Nobody's gonna watch. It.
0: I have a completely off the wall idea that I think would be enormously awesome. I really, I really honestly do. I, I, so we we kind of talked about uh, dalton throughout the whole let's do four four divisions yep 14 pods once mm-hmm. once the uh uh big 10 gets usc and ucla mm-hmm. make it four, four 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 team pods let's eliminate one of their pre-schedule or their preseason season their f- beginning of their season cuppy oh. cakes right Let's just so cancel that. The game? Let's just cancel that. Okay, mm-hmm. so they only schedule what two, I think, then, and then yeah. they play the the or three, and they play eight uh, conference yeah. uh, conference games. Mm-hmm. So that would leave eleven games: the three they scheduled, and then a uh, their conference that would leave them all with one game. Every team in the in the conference with one game. Mm-hmm. Well, your top top seeds in each of the divisions go and play each other to figure out the championship or the champion of the big 10, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The rest, the other, the other 10, uh, 10 teams, they just match up. Yeah. They get drawn randomly and don't tell me you can't, you, you will have an idea of who will be hosting games. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe that's the way you do it. The top f- the top five remaining teams of those will host the bottom five and they just play a game. Yeah. That way they've got an extra game to play that, that 12th mm-hmm. game on their schedule mm-hmm. and don't tell me, Oh, well, we already played Rutgers. We'll beat them then Yeah, beat, him again. beat them again. And it will go as two, two wins. That one won't count as a, as a conference game, but it will count as a win. Yeah. And it allows, It allows you to have another one more. And and you play those 14, those pod winners, you're adding one more game to it. Well, Mm -hmm. guess what? That's the same thing we do right now. They'll still only play 13 games. We have solved the Big Ten's problems. Yeah, really. I think think we need to uh, get Dalton on the horn with all the people that he knows and uh, uh, get hold of Kevin Warren and say, this is what needs to happen. Uh, Let's make this work
1: hey we just got to make sure that we copyright and trademark this episode that way they're yeah, like, well, yeah. we came up." I, I, no no no, no. I need, yeah, no i need to
0: write this down that way i can copyright it that way we get the the, the hundreds and hundreds of dollars that come our way when they decide that's what they want to do right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we got uh maryland and nc state that's going to be a decent game i think minnesota and syracuse in the bad boy mowers pinstrap bowl, and, <laughs> and you and did you see where it's at? It's at Yankee Stadium, yeah, Yankee in Stadium, the Bronx, in the Bronx. Uh, that is on the 29th of December. Yes. 30th is when Maryland and NC State play. Uh, You mentioned Ohio State and Georgia and then TCU and Michigan playing on the 31st. But guess what? Guess what? Guess which team honor is honored enough to play on the exact same day as the two semifinal games to the college football playoff? I'm going to call them IWA because they don't have an O for their (laughs) offense. I'm just going to call them IWA. Yes, the Hawkeyes, Iowa Hawkeyes, and the Kentucky Wildcats, Wildcats. will play in the Trans uh, Trans Perfect Music City Bowl, uh, also on the thirty first. They're playing at noon. Uh, that way, the other two games can be standalone. Obviously, uh, to where you know they they have the captive audience. You mean to tell
1: me that you're not excited to watch? the random Kentucky quarterback that puts mayonnaise in his coffee. and then Which is the-, the
0: grossest thing, but I love both, but I don't want them combined.
1: <laughs> and then the team that has zero offense, you don't want to watch them play for four hours. You don't yeah. want to watch them go into overtime.
0: Without any analysis, looking at who plays who in these bowl games minus the semifinals. Cause we'll talk about those of the remaining f- what eight teams that play eight games, which matchup intrigues you the bet the most, honestly, to me, it's Penn
1: state versus Utah. I feel like that is the absolute That's number eight,
0: uh, number eight, 11 Penn state against number eight, Utah. Eight. So it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a high matchup. It's, it's the Rose bowl. Like it's, it's a new year six. So the big 10 has three teams in the, in the new year six games. Mm -hmm. Well, and you think about it too. This is a Penn state
1: team that the only two losses they had were to Michigan and Ohio state. Other than that, they performed extremely well. Every other game that they played in, this is a team that honestly, they, if you had to like give them a rival comparison for like the PAC 12, I would say it's Utah because yeah. is one of those they they do kind of lose some big games but it's not like they lose in a terrible fashion. They just lose yeah. on like one of those last plays of the game. And look at Utah, back-to-back conference champions. Back-to-back yeah, they, Bowls. They've beat USC, I think they're like what, 3 and 0 versus USC in the past like four two years. years. So, yeah, yeah. the past three, two years
0: 3 and 0 oh, because they didn't play USC in the in the uh Big 12 champ or Pac-12 championship last year, yeah. did they?
1: No. No, it was I think Oregon and Utah
0: yeah. last year, I think. Might have been um, UCLA, maybe, because
1: I because I, I know Oregon. I'm had not like a. PAC, a this going.
0: isn't Pac-12 plus four. True, true.
1: That's <laughs> why they're the plus four. Um, but no, I mean to me, that's the most interesting one. Utah has a good defense. I mean, they have they're They kind of do remind me a little bit of TCU as well. They're not a team that's going to like overwhelmingly dominate you, but they are going to find ways to win. They're going to find ways to move the ball. And you know, we saw it against USC. I mean, they they got they got blown out a little bit in the first quarter but then after that the utes the utes were like no 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 hold my hold my sparkling water because it's utah utes it's a dry guys, state you guys hold my beer no they can't have beer it's utah they can hold it they just can't drink it they can't hold it it's bad okay, whatever sparkling water <laughs> No,
0: i i agree that that's probably the the most intriguing because well let's say it this way it depends we also don't know rosters yet either so it it may become one of those where the each team has four people decide they're not playing and they're all really pivotal players that it kind of takes away from the uh from the game but Ohio State had a bunch that sat out last year, and that Rose Bowl with Utah was still one whale of a game. So uh, I, I think it has I, – I don't know. I hope that doesn't dull Utah's outlook on what the Rose Bowl is mm-hmm. uh, because they – well, we were here last year. It's still a big deal to go to the Rose Bowl. Oh, and uh, so uh, hope I, I see that being a, a good game. I have obviously a special interest in watching Purdue LSU play um i mean i do too i hope i hope that uh most of those players decide they're gonna play and uh play just for their pride that uh hopefully that happens so um yeah i'm looking forward to bull this bull season i am totally on board with dalton i think there and there are even some of these that i won't pay. i'm not i honestly i'm not paying too much attention uh, to the trans perfect music city bowl. I'm not, I'm not going to pay much attention to it. I, I, I don't want to consider something a waste of my time. I think that might be, and you know what? I, I will reevaluate and treat Iowa with the same respect that I normally do at the beginning of every season. They just lost all of it very quickly this year for me. (laughs) Yes. yes. (laughs) But it should be an exciting big 10 bowl season. I'm not too hung up on win one loss records. I just like seeing those teams compete against those teams that you don't normally see them play. Um, Mm -hmm. the two semifinals. Absolutely. I, I I have some interest in how those play out. I didn't say I was rooting for the big uh, 10 teams that are involved, but I have rooting interest in the aspect of, I care and want to see how those play out. But, uh, All in all, this is going to be a pretty good Big Ten Bowl season. Yeah.
1: Now, I do have to ask, even though it's not necessarily Big Ten related, but I thought it was funny, and I'm trying to look and see if it's true or not. Did you hear about the, it's truly going to be an Orange Bowl? Yes. Because it's Clemson versus Tennessee, orange and orange in the Orange
0: Bowl. What What I was thinking was, <clears throat> excuse me, they have designated home and home and away teams. Yeah. But since they're both orange based, I'm wondering if there's going to be some sort of haggling back and forth with one o- another. Okay. Clemson, you get the orange helmets, mm-hmm. Tennessee, you get the orange jerseys. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. you guys go crazy with whatever pants or whatever, you know, just uh so they both get to don their orange, the, what they're known for that strong color. But yet, they're still decipherable between one another could you imagine if tennessee came out in their orange their their reverse helmets where they were orange and white striped (laughs)
1: yeah well it's funny so i i haven't been able to find anything that proves it i just heard and somebody probably made it up but i think it still would be funny that supposedly there was a bet between the two teams that whoever
0: loses doesn't get to wear orange for like the whole entire season next season and i'm like (laughs) Well, it awesome. like, like if that were to happen to where Tennessee um, beat them, at least, uh well, I guess Tennessee's got an alternate black jersey that they could the, wear. They have um, a smoky
1: gray, and they have a black. Clemson but then has Clemson that has that the purple or purple. It's purple.
0: It's purple. It purple? Yeah, it's okay. it's purple.
1: I'm colorblind, so I I'm I, yeah. I'm I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah, you could. It could be bright brown. Uh, probably i mean i only know <laughs> to me the only purple and tigers that matter are lsu it's the only uh, purple tigers that
0: matter you and i are going to be uh button heads there uh on january 2nd though just for
1: january 6th then we're, then we're good second that. second second sorry second, january second. second.
0: <laughs> all right well let's hit up the half and uh we got a game on the other side so uh, let's uh let's hit up the half you Sweet. are listening to big 10 plus 4 hosted on anchor and streamyard
2: I'm Richie, aka Midnight Agent Raw. I'm Devin, aka Special Delivery Dev. We're the Supermedia Bros Podcast, and each week we give a comedically informative take on movies, music, television, pro wrestling, and much more. Check us out at supermediabrospodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that you can listen to podcasts. Shades on. We're off.
1: Once upon a time. Boring. It was the best of times. It was the worst. You got that right. What's your problem? We want new stories. Hi, it's Frankie. And Garrett. And we host the ever-trending story, a weekly podcast where we bring to life a fictional story created by our own minds and some of the hottest, craziest trends from the internet. Find us wherever you download podcasts and be sure to join the fun on social media at EverTrendingPod.
0: Chris Collins for sliding. All right. <laughs> we are back from halftime. Uh, Tony was sliding into his seat right as the whistle's going off. So uh, good job on that one, Tony.
1: Had to pull a Chris Collinsworth. Now here's a guy that now, can here's slide a into-
0: guy. <laughs> so i've got a game for you and it, it piggybacks off of the bowl games in which we just talked about okay so if you have these pulled up close the window okay because i am quizzing you oh boy which is the most expensive ticket most expensive I, hold, 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 hold on hold on hold on hold on okay i'm eliminating three games Okay. They're the New Year's Six, and the semifinals. So that's the Penn State Utah game, the Ohio State Georgia game, and the TCU Michigan game. Those are all north of two hundred dollars a piece. You have one hundred dollars to buy a ticket. Okay, it will get you in any, any of the other ones. I'm going to give you two sets, and I want you to tell me which one is the least expensive and which one is the most expensive okay Okay. so the first set the first set we have mississippi state at illinois the real quest bowl at raymond james stadium in tampa florida on january 2nd Okay. okay that's the first game that i've got in this group of four Okay, Or it'd be, I'm sorry, there will be one game and I, I think you'll know which one I'm going to eliminate uh, that we won't talk about. So it'll be two groups of three. Okay. The next one, <clears throat> excuse me, LSU and Purdue at the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl, also on January 2nd, Camping okay. World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. Okay. That's the first two. The third one, Maryland and Nancy state in the Dukes Mayo bowl in the bank of America stadium in Charlotte. So you have, uh, the real quest bowl in Tampa, the citrus bowl in Orlando and the Dukes Mayo bowl in North Carolina of those three, which is the least expensive game to go. least expensive. (coughs) Excuse me. Um,
1: so you said Maryland versus NC State. Mm-hmm. You said Purdue versus LSU. Mm-hmm. And then who does Illinois play?
0: Mississippi State.
1: Mississippi State.
0: Which one's the most, which one's the least expensive of those three?
1: I'm going to say the least expensive is probably going to be the Maryland versus NC State in Charlotte.
0: That would be incorrect. Really? So now let's go for the most expensive ticket, and then I'll give you the answers.
1: Most expensive, I'm going to say, is Purdue versus LSU. That's the big matchup.
0: Of those three, you feel that's the most uh, most expensive uh, of the three? Yeah. You yeah. are correct. Whoop. So the most expensive of uh, LSU, Purdue, Mississippi State, Illinois, or maryland and nc state the most expensive is lsu purdue the citrus bowl 67 dollars a ticket these are all on the resale market okay so 67 dollars a ticket it's not bad you guessed obviously the wrongly for the most the the cheapest one and that would be mississippi state and illinois 43 dollars piece it it was one
1: so so i'll tell you my thought behind it yeah my thought behind it was I figured the two team, the two things in Florida would probably be more expensive because that's where people are going to want to travel. It's nicer weather. It's where people are going to want to be. I thought, okay, Charlotte, it's going to be a little warmer, but it's still going to be cold. And Charlotte's not a big place. People like to go to a whole lot. So that, that's why I was like, okay, I think it'd probably be the Charlotte game.
0: And comparing those two, since you, we know that the one in Orlando is the most expensive, the other two are in NFL stadiums, so it's not like yeah. you know one's an NFL stadium, the other one's not. <laughs> right. But right. uh yeah, yeah, Maryland NC State, the middle one of those two. Yeah. So uh $67 to go see Purdue LSU. Well <clears throat> so that leaves us with the other three mm-hmm. that we have left over, and I'm thinking I maybe ones did i not include okay that one that one that one okay no i have to include the one <laughs> this one's going to be an easy one for the the cheapest okay. uh f- wisconsin at and oklahoma state in the guarantee r- guaranteed rate bowl chase field arizona uh phoenix arizona okay syracuse and minnesota bad boy mowers pinstripe bowl in the bronx yankee stadium okay I'm making sure I didn't. Yep. Yep. The three I eliminated makes this one a mandatory one. Iowa and Kentucky <laughs> in the trans perfect music city bowl. Of those three, which is the cheapest? I mean, to
1: me, I'm gonna say the cheapest is probably going to be the Wisconsin and Ohio
0: uh Oklahoma, or, State, Oklahoma State, right? State, yeah. In Phoenix. That is incorrect. <gasps> really? Excuse me. So now, which would be the most expensive of those three? I'm going to
1: say, ooh, actually, you know, initially I was going to say Minnesota versus um,
0: Syracuse
1: Syracuse and the Bronx. Just because it's the Bronx, it's at Yankee Stadium. I felt like that would probably be the most expensive. Are you sticking with that?
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with that. So you're sticking with Minnesota and Syracuse being the most expensive of those three.
1: No, actually, no, I, I think I am going to go with, with Iowa versus Kentucky. It's Nashville. It's warmer. Kentucky's close, but yeah, I think actually, yeah, I think Iowa versus Kentucky is going to be the most expensive.
0: I we'll feel like I, I just talked Dalton into Nebraska. right? Yeah. There. You peer pressure
1: me <laughs> a little because I'm like, man, you could really go either way, but I'm like, I don't see Syracuse and Minnesota fans like Syracuse could travel. Minnesota, maybe. I mean, it's up North. It's going to be cold. They're going to be struggling to get people in there anyway. Yeah. I think, I think Nissan stadium is going to be more expensive.
0: So you think Iowa, Kentucky is the most expensive. Yep. You said Wisconsin and Oklahoma state was the least expensive. You were wrong on both. Okay. Both. Dang. So the most expensive, is Syracuse in Minnesota at the pen at the Pinstripe Bowl in the Bronx?
1: I, I should have gone with my first guess.
0: That's why I said I felt like I was talking Dalton into picking Nebraska. <laughs> so was like, although all I said was, "So you're wanting to make the Pinstripe Bowl the most expensive choice?" And you're like, no. Again, it was
1: like, man, they're in like they're in Yankee State. That's more than likely going get to get this end.
0: though, and 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 it has to be for the the time of the year i would guess but even the the mystique of going to something happening at yankee stadium i would think would have a draw only 55 bucks that's still not bad that's no not at all not easy. at all but that tells you that was the most expensive one yeah we just t- the other grouping was purdue and lsu granted they're in orlando but mm-hmm. there's 12, $12 dollars yeah so uh the least expensive uh for a cool uh, week could, I could take my whole family for that 100 bucks to uh the Iowa Kentucky game. <laughs> and really that's not bad. 18 dollars a ticket. Wow. Again, that kind of
1: like I didn't I didn't picture those two like Syracuse and Kentucky being the two lower cuz it was like okay, it's Wisconsin versus Oklahoma State. Neither one really had a good season wisconsin's not going to be traveling that far oklahoma state what well, you, well, you take
0: into consideration there is the destination i think because right. while nashville is awesome uh warm weather for people like in wisconsin yeah they're going to be happy about that especially hey oh, yeah. you know what let's go out to arizona with the family and have christmas out there go see the go see the badgers play the, they play the Cowboys. And then, and then you know, have some fondue and whatnot, and then head back to Wisconsin. You know, yeah, that, so they, the and, and with Minnesota, okay, you can go to Yankee Stadium. You can spend the holidays in New York City. You then you can go watch your Gophers play, uh, play the the orange, the orange, to crush. So, yeah. and then and then not not to say, but but like Iowa, they travel well, so they're the gonna go something. anywhere. Yeah. So I think, yeah, and Nashville is not a bad destination by no. any means. It's I mean, just, it's, it's not as, to me anyways, doesn't seem like it has the, the pole that maybe Phoenix does for that Wisconsin. Wisconsin will travel, I'm sure. Oh yeah. But you take six feet of snow to, hey, it hasn't snowed here since, you know, 1960 or whatever. Yeah. And then, okay. Minnesota. Yeah. We're under four foot of snow, but we can go to New York city and go to Yankee stadium. Okay. Iowa just goes, we're going bullet. Holy crap. Let's go. Well, and honestly, <laughs> that's
1: why, that's why I had that one as like probably the, you know, the second most expensive well, the, or the most expensive. Cause I was like, okay, Iowa uh, is a relatively close drive to Nashville. Same with Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky, that's like a half a day drive. It's in the music city. They're known for country music,
0: good food. That's why I was like, "There's no way." But remember, I said this is the resale true market too. True, Iowa fans, if they're playing in a destination, they're going to want to make sure they've got them. Uh, While they may have hit the aftermarket ticket, uh, aftermarket, they're still. I mean, they're 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 going to buy as cheap as they can go, but they want to make sure they've got the best tickets they can. If they're going to make a big destination out of it. Yeah. And you know, it's a few couple States over or at least one good state over. So like they've got to do some traveling. They want to make sure. So the the resale market might be for those people that are randomly going to Nashville or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. or live in the area or happen to live in Ohio and are Hawkeye fans (laughs) don't know why that would happen other than, occasional relocation but whatever you know so but yeah yeah 18 bucks i will say
1: i've seen more hawkeyes fans in my life and i remember i i was in a big 12 group and i made this comment i made this guy so mad i was like i've never seen a true iowa state fan in person in my life Mm. (laughs) like out of everywhere i've been this man was so mad he's like we're everywhere and i'm like I finally saw, for the first time, I saw an Iowa State license plate, like the little license plate cover in Indianapolis for the
0: first time like two months ago, and I was like,
1: oh, my God, <laughs> you guys exist.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, it's, it's, it was just interesting. Uh, $202 to go to see the Rose Bowl. So uh, I don't see that happening anytime any soon uh, in oh. my future. I don't think Purdue makes it to the Rose Bowl anytime soon. I'm not going to say ever again in my lifetime because you never know what's going to happen. It's true. Hey, you know, most- the top four teams in the big 10 may be drafted into the NFL and become NFL franchises. So it may be that the produce the cream of the crop of the big 10 and in, in 2044.
1: Hey, and you never know <laughs> your, your Cubs on there. No, nobody ever thought they'd win a world series in their lifetime either. Sure enough, they finally did it. So
0: I did. i thought they would tony hey there's some
1: people they're probably like i don't know man that curse that curse is
0: still rolling all right well let's uh let's move on we're let let's go to the fourth quarter (whistles) okay this is the time of the show that we well this is the day being Friday and the time, uh, time of the show, that we do our headlines every week. We do have a Dalton Daily. We'll finish up with him. But first off, it is the Tony Tribune. Woo-woo. So <clears throat> I have to eat my words a little bit.
1: About a week ago, a couple weeks ago, I had mentioned that I didn't know how well Michigan was going to fare because I thought once their offensive line goes, that Michigan was going to go. Well, Michigan made me eat my words because they actually have taken advantage of the transfer portal. They are getting a big veteran offensive lineman from Arizona State. Uh, They are getting the young man Ladarius Henderson. He is 6'5", 310 pounds. He played 29 games, four years at Arizona State, Uh, was considered the leader of the Sun Devils. Was ranked the 11th highest graded guard overall in the Pac-12 and played all but 12 snaps on the offense for all of Arizona State's season so far, and started all 13 games at left guard. So that's a big pickup for Michigan, and the fact of you know the NFL is going to be poaching their offensive line yeah. almost all draft. I don't know. There will probably be a couple late first round picks, I would think, out of them. And then probably a lot of second and third rounders from picking that offensive line for guys that are eligible anyway. Uh, so for them, this is just another big guy that they took advantage of being able to use the portal of. And Michigan's going to be hard to beat with that pat- with with that offensive line. It's going to be hard to be able to do a pass rush against them. And no matter who they have at running back, they're they're gonna have big dudes to be able to hide behind so that was that was kind of a shock to me that they I was like man they're not gonna be able to do that with their offensive line and they proved me wrong
0: right well me wrong already yeah michigan did a lot of proven to me this year like and and you were around for a, a glaring majority if not all of me uh basically saying i'm just waiting for that other shoe to drop they're yep. gonna hit their their test and they're gonna they're gonna end up losing i thought they'd lose at least two if not maybe three games this year and it was just because they weren't as good as they were last year yep honestly i would wager overall they're a better team this year than they were last year uh, that, yep. uh that's just me that's not to say their defense is better than that was last year nope. that's me saying their overall team Uh, is is a better team than it was last year that's just my thought on that and we're going to kind of give away when as to when uh, we recorded this friday's episode Uh, because while you were giving your your tony tribune uh, purdue announced that brian brahm will coach the boilermakers in their bowl game Uh, that is the brother of jeff brahm who left for louisville uh, Brian is the OC. I'm guessing that there's probably a decent chance that Brian Brom goes to Louisville as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, Jeff is the one that's needed in Louisville right now. And uh, Brian can finish up, uh, get, a, get, get some get some experience as a head coach, run, in, run in a program for a couple of weeks. And then I honestly would foresee uh, Brian going to Louisville with Jeff as well
1: now is it bad can we can we tell kirk kirk if you're watching this is how you have the family run your <laughs> offense okay yeah Look brian did a pretty decent
0: job <laughs> and maybe that's why they want to see and, and honestly maybe purdue has told him, hey you know we'll, we'll give you a tryout yeah Depending because ultimately i think brian would want to be a head coach unless he just yeah. absolutely fits in better as a as a as an oc I doubt it, but that is what it is. So let's yeah. jump to the Sam Sentinel. I'm going to make it a pretty quick one because currently we, uh, the Boilermakers are looking for a, uh, a new head coach. And I've seen some uh, I've seen some lists of some potential coaches. Uh, Jim Leonard was mentioned on it. Uh, there were there were some. some the, the Syracuse coach, I forget the gentleman's name off the top of my head right at the at this at this time. He was mentioned in it, uh, Tony. You and I even uh, posed the 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 thought provoking Drew Brees,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and now yeah. that that is, some people might say, "Well, what in the heck?" Deion Sanders was not a coach up until he took the Jackson State job. True, you know, sure. if and he, and he knows his football. Drew Brees knows his football. I would say mm. he is one of the better minds in our lifetime uh, to play. The position of quarterback so i don't doubt that he could do uh x's and o's style of of knowledge well now it's the other aspects that i don't know that he wants to and i don't even know if that's a legit thought but the one that i saw was brock speck hmm. okay he is currently the coach at illinois state he has been for the last 14 years and uh, the, the name is familiar to a lot of Purdue fans because he was the defensive coordinator for the Boilermakers while Joe Tiller was in West Lafayette uh, as the head coach. Brock's back had one phenomenal defense while he was at Purdue. It wasn't much to say, well, Purdue's defense isn't very good. No, that's a duh. Purdue's 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 biggest problem was their defense during my growing up so for the fact that purdue had a formidable defense uh ryan kerrigan played for him yeah he uh, was, was it chica Nicori played mm-hmm. for him yeah i mean there are uh roosevelt colvin mm-hmm. played for him there are a ton of uh of purdue vet or uh, nfl vets that played under brock speck and uh I think he he was overlooked when they hired Danny Hope when 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 Joe Tiller announced he was going to retire, uh, it, it, it bothered him and he took us the spot at Illinois State. He's been there ever since. Uh, he's taken Illinois State to uh, a, a championship game at the uh, at the uh, well, it would have been Division Two level or whatever, yeah. or one A or whatever whatever it used to be. What is it FCS now or whatever? Yeah, FCS. Yeah. Uh, but so I think it would be a a good move. I, I like Brock Speck. I think he would be a good move for the Makers. So that is the Sam Sentinel. Let us jump directly right in to the uh, Dalton Daily.
2: Yeah, for the Dalton Daily this week, I want to take a look at a conversation we had earlier on where we are talking about Big Ten basketball maybe exceeding the expectations that we put in front of it because we expected a dip this year in Big Ten play. As you currently look at the AP Top 25, on the men's side, there are five teams ranked. Before the year, there was one or two. Indiana was the highest, but not many teams were ranked at all. Now you have five teams ranked, but you have another three that are receiving votes. So more than half of the conference are at least receiving votes in the AP Top 25 poll. On the women's side, you have five teams ranked over there as well. And you have two teams receiving votes, Purdue and Nebraska on the outside looking in. Uh, On the women's side, you have Ohio State up at number three. You have Indiana at number four before you start making your way down to Michigan 14, Iowa 16, um, Maryland 20 on the women's side. For the men's side, you start up towards the top and you take a look at Purdue with the season that they've had. At number four, from there, it's Maryland 13, Indiana 14, Illinois 17, and Ohio State 25, while Iowa, Wisconsin, and Michigan State are receiving votes just on the outside looking in. My point just being that, This goes to show that basketball, maybe more so than any of the other sports can flip these kinds of narratives on its head so quickly and, and really surprise us because nobody necessarily expected uh, Purdue to jump the way they have. Nobody expected Maryland to be the second best big 10 team as we sit here currently with the AP top 25 poll in front of us. But That's what happens when freshmen get a chance. We get to see them play at West Lafayette, Fletcher Lawyer, Braden Smith. All of a sudden we say, hey, Purdue actually has something here. It's given us an opportunity now to see what they're capable of. And honestly, both on the men's and women's sides, it has been very, very impressive stuff from the Big Ten all around. Great A and uh, excited to see what the full year has in front of us and how many teams will make it back to the big dance on both the men's and women's side. For the rest of the year
0: all right so we're running right up on it tony we're gonna go a little over uh the the hour mark but but not by a whole bunch so uh you got this Oh, yeah.
1: So you can catch us on Twitter, on Instagram, and on TikTok at Big 10 Plus Four. Sam, you have to spell out plus, unfortunately. I don't know why it's such a pain in the butt, but that's what they like to do, even though they're all owned by like the same corporations. I don't know why they would just make it easier. (laughs) Um, You can also catch us on Facebook. Facebook, luckily, is a godsend. You don't have to spell the plus, or if you can spell the plus, Steeler's Choice, take your pick. You can put it. Don't have to put it. Don't really care. Up to you. Your choice. You can also also find us on oddpodsmedia.com, as well as a bunch of other great shows and, and shows and podcasts and whatnot that you like. And you can catch us twice a week
0: on the ASAP Network live. Yes, and then if you miss our streams on ASAP, you can find us over on Spotify, our video, So for this week from Dalton Shetler, who uh, was on with us in spirit, and uh, that's Tony Hollinsworth. I'm Sam Sprunger, and uh, for us Big Ten Plus Four, we'll see you later.